Washington's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, the Battle of Alberta, when I say that, I'm sure many things come to mind. Probably different memories for each of you. I mean, when I hear Battle of Alberta, I think of Tikkanen, Game 7 overtime. I think of Steve Smith, Grant Fuhr, own goal. I think of 1996 CFL West Final. Uh, I think of uh, 2005 CFL West Semifinal. Jason Moss off the bench, leading the double E to a comeback victory. Uh, I think of the goalie fight between Talbot and Mike Smith about two and a half years ago in the National Hockey League. I, uh, I think of A.J. Gass getting really upset during a game against the Stampeders and throwing a Calgary player's helmet several yards down the field. Those are just uh, Labor Day uh, 2001, another Jason Moss uh, memory. On a quarterback draw, he took off for a long game, set up a game-winning field goal by Sean Fleming right at the end. Some of the things I remember, but I don't remember everything. So Dave Campbell, the producer of this show, piqued my interest earlier today. He said... We can get Jed Roberts on the show, and I, I, I was already interested because Jed joins us a few times throughout the football season to talk and tell stories. We, I, I feel like I got a pretty good rapport with Jed, and he's always fun. And, but then Dave said to talk about the shoe toss, and I wrote back to Dave, and I said, Dave, I don't remember. Well, there, it, somebody tweeted it out that Jed Roberts threw a Calgary player's shoe. So you just heard Jed chuckling as I intro him. So we're just going to dive right in. No talk about what you ate at K-Days or the Fringe or Folk Fest or wherever else you've been. Maybe we'll do that later. Tell me about this shoe toss, the year, the circumstance, the fallout, if any, Jeff. Well, that was 1997, and it was the season opener. It was June 28th, I think it was. And um, I ran down on kickoff and tackled uh, Calgary's great kick returner, Marvin Coleman. And uh, during the process of tackling him, his shoe came off. And his shoe would come off like the, the play before, like the, the kickoff before Mark Barway tackled him. And I was like, man, I hope I get him because if I get his shoe, I'm firing it out the back of the end zone. So exactly what happened. I went down there and I tackled him, stood up, and I just threw the shoe as far as I could. And uh, <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't very happy with me. He was like, oh, dog, why you got to do me like that? <laughs> I said, keep your shoes on. Get a spot. Do something, man. But, man, I'm out here to play football. I'm not here to make friends. And he laughed, right? So, <laughs> so a, a premeditated shoe toss. It turned out perfectly for you. So, yeah. but there was no, like, I, I feel like that's something that could have started an altercation. But it didn't, it never got that tense. He just went and ran the shoe down. Yeah, and he just went and got it and put it back on, and it was so fast, it was so quick, like nobody really actually saw it. I think it was only him and I on the field that that were really aware of it. And then um, the I think it was Matt Dunnigan or somebody on the broadcast. I think Matt was still playing then. It was ninety seven. No, it was ninety seven. So he was still playing, or he had just retired. Uh, somebody on the broadcast had noticed it. He laughed and he's like, "Oh, Jed just fired the returner's shoe up back of the end zone." And I didn't actually make it to the end zone. It was about the 10-yard line I threw it down, but I threw it pretty far. Um, but, yeah, years later, like, Marvin and I went back and forth on Facebook about it, and he goes, man, you know what? I would have done the same thing. 
He goes, I hated you too. <laughs> <laughs> well, healthy hatred in the Battle of Alberta, of yeah. course. And I feel yeah. like, yeah, I, I mean, I watched that video. It might have been Glenn Suter already doing the game. I think it, was, it might have been Wells and Suter. But anyway, yeah, they. Yeah. It was. It happened pretty fast. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, wait, where am I looking? So I had to watch it a couple times. It does, and obviously, no officials don't, because I assume. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I've never played in the CFL. I assume you probably should have gotten a penalty if the referee you know had seen it. That, that wasn't a penalty then. Like back then, they didn't flag that sort of thing. And really? I'll, I'll give you, a, I'll give you another story. Uh, 2000, I think it was September 8th, the Labor Day rematch. We're playing here in Commonwealth, and we beat Calgary that night. I think it was like 30 to 10. Um, the first, one of the first touchdowns we got. I'm lined up on tight end on, on a point after attempt and I'm next to Tim Princeton and I'm like, Tim, watch this. And Alondra Johnson used to do this thing where if we scored on them, he'd get really mad and he'd stand there in the end zone with his helmet off during the PAT. And he had been doing it for a couple of years. And I used to be like, man, I hope I get an opportunity to hit him because I just, just burns it. Like keep your helmet on. Right. So sure enough, we're in a PAT, and they just moved me to tight end on PAT. I had changed my number from 43 to 76 to be eligible for this. And uh, I had been begging them to put me on there so I could do this. So finally, I had my opportunity. The ball was snapped, and there, there's AJ standing there with his helmet off with his hands, around on, his hands on his hips. And he's looking off to the side. And the ball was snapped, and I fired out about seven yards and hit him square in the chest. His helmet went flying. His, his feet went up. He landed right on his back. And then I turned around and just jogged off like nothing happened. <laughs> he didn't call me on that one either. But you know what? It wasn't a penalty because you couldn't have your – like if you took your helmet off, you did so at your own peril. And so they implemented the rule the year after that that you couldn't take your helmet off during a game. It was a penalty, 15-year penalty. Uh, I hated Alondra Johnson. So <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? We, we we used to go back and forth, and it was really weird because AJ would never talk to me. Like he, he we, I don't think he maybe just thought I was, I was deaf, so there was no point, right? So, <laughs> so, just, so we would we would fight, you know, during the game. But he just, I would try to get him going, and he wouldn't even look at me. So yeah, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. I think maybe because I did that to him, he just figured, you know, I probably shouldn't mess with that guy. Right. <laughs> he thought you were so crazy. He was just going to leave you alone. Uh, yeah. I, I, you were already retired for three or four years, I think, when AJ threw the helmet, because I think he did that in 07. Yeah, I think that sort of uh, put the idea, because I think Ed and AJ were watching very closely that day. And so, you know, he had Ed with the, the helmet swinging and then AJ with the uh, helmet throwing. And I think it was just like we were just trying to one-up each other. <laughs> the years you're i don't think you're allowed here. to do any of that stuff anymore right so who can throw what the furthest was yeah one of the, the side games you guys were were playing okay well thanks for clarifying the the uh the shoe toss i, I thought you know pretty good technique but yeah i, I you you could work on your distance i guess because it would have been yeah. nice to get it right into the end zone dang it yeah you know, I'll, I'll, that that bothers me. I, I lay awake at night sometimes thinking about that. <laughs> What's your biggest regret from your career, Jed? Oh, just yeah. that I didn't throw a shoe far enough. That's all. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, this 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 Labor Day series, and I'll, I I want to flash back to Saturday's game too. But I, I know that the Elks are not having a good season. They didn't have a very good season last year, but they won on Labor Day. Can you talk about? Can you tell us about, like, I'm wondering, does Labor Day feel differently? I know in a single game anything can happen, but the the records matter coming in. I mean, there's still an indication of how good the teams are. 
Um, but I mean, I remember in 1999, you guys weren't very good and, and you won, I think in overtime, I think you stopped the quarterback sneak to win the game in overtime 33, 30. I, I mentioned last year, uh, in 05, Edmonton was good. Calgary wasn't Calgary won on labor day. Like, does it, is it like its own little mini story where anything else that happened in the season almost doesn't matter? Yeah, it's like its own little planetarium thing, you know, where nothing else matters. You know, you're just in this little thing with everything or- orbiting around you, right? So you just sort of, you go into it and, and it's just not a hard game to get up for. You know, you just, any rivalry game like that, it doesn't really matter what your record is because your, your blood's boiling before you even step on the field, right? So, and it, it's more so for the guys, I think, that have been around for a little bit longer, you know, like, we were pretty fortunate when I played. We had the same group for a long period of time. And, you know, when I get together with those Calgary guys, we tell some pretty funny stories about the things we used to do to each other. And, um, you know, that's that's something that I really want for the, the current crop of guys that are playing for the Elks is to be able to have a memory like that, you know, to be able to say, oh, man, you know, like this one year we played and I did this to this guy, you know, and you get together. And that's what it's all about, right, when you get those memories and, and you share those stories and, you know, when you have a, uh, a heated rivalry, like this, the cities don't like each other that much. I mean, it's a friendly rivalry. I mean, we're all Canadians, right? They're all Albertans, and, and, uh, but it's, it's a friendly rivalry. I remember uh, we beat Calgary in 93 in the Western Final to get into the Grey Cup. They had already bought their Grey Cup tickets. The Grey Cup was in Calgary. Um, I drove through Calgary on my way down to, to Colorado where we were visiting family, and I held my finger up for the whole drive through on Highway 2. <laughs> Calgary, you know, yeah. All right, you guys were number one. I won't tell you which finger I was holding up. But. I, I think, I think we have the idea, Jet. I think, I think everybody understands which finger you're referring to. That's amazing. It, you just, you just bear it all on this show, don't you? Oh, Keep no, shouting I mean, the guy, no, giving Calgary the finger. Yeah, there's no secrets between you and I. You know that. Yeah, which, which I appreciate. Which is, which is very good. Which, which, which makes it fun. Okay. Um, Jed, they're they're three and eight. I, I was hopeful going into August. They, they like four games in August: BC, Saskatchewan, Ottawa, Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And I thought if they can win three out of four, because I, I still don't think the Riders are much better than mediocre. I, I thought mm-hmm. if they could win three out of four, they're going to at least flirt with a playoff spot. Well, it appears yeah. it's going to be a long distance relationship. <laughs> and that game, the game Saturday, like, like again, Jed, to me, it's, well, I mean, the second quarter was bad, but even within the second quarter, it's it's like four or five plays, you know, like a, a long return, a blocked field goal, um, yeah. you know, a couple of underthrows at the wrong time, a couple of drops at, at the wrong time. And I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses, but, but, but I mean, that's the problem. There are pivotal plays that that aren't being made by the Elks and that allows the other team to win a lot of these close games I think yeah you know you, you think you're talking about playoff date you know that we're getting we're all getting catfish right now you know <laughs> going in on the back end of a, of a home and away against Ottawa thinking yeah you know and we're we're prognosticating ahead you know we should win this and then yeah you know like these uh, you know what this team's got a long way to go um on the on the uh, plus side, though, these guys are playing together, and I can see, uh, you know, just little short sort of brief glimpses of brilliance, you know, with Ed Gainey and, and uh, you know, Jake and some of those other guys on defense. You know, like they're playing really well, uh, Morgan and, you know, 
But on offense, it just seems like they just can't quite get it to, you know. And and I think somebody made the comment on one on a, on the radio early today about how how similar it seemed like uh, Cornelius and um, Arbuckle are, you know, like they do a great something great and then they do something you're like scratching your head like what what was he doing there you know so yep. it was one of those games where you know Arbuckle made less mistakes and they ended up winning the game so I mean if you don't get production out of the quarterback position you're not going to win many games especially when your defense is just kind of sort of finding its way and uh yeah you know it's it's frustrating but I'm an optimistic guy I always say that on this show and I'm. Uh, I, I think you know, in a rivalry game, anything can happen. And you know, last year nobody really predicted uh, Edmonton to win down there in Calgary. I mean, that's the hardest thing, man. Like, I, I can't. I can't think of anywhere else that's harder to play than in Calgary on Labor Day. I mean, we used to just get the not kicked out of us down there. I mean, you know, like we just like we owed them money, man. Like Doug Flutie, Jeff Garcia, Dave Dickinson. Like none of them took it easy on us, right? So. Uh, you know, maybe it's our turn to give them uh, a little bit of their own medicine this year. And, you know, I'll be watching. I'm going to be at the Elks watch party on uh, on game day, and, and uh, it's going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm, you know, at Labor Day, anything can happen, and I'm not uh, I'm not counting this team out. I, I, I'm, I like them. You know, I like I like their fight. I don't think they they don't quit. They uh, they play to the whistle, and, you know, whatever they make up for, and, and maybe in some, some cases – uh, experience and maybe even athletic ability, they, they they make up for in passion, you know. So and in a rivalry game, that's all it is. It's passion, and you're just you're, you're playing on adrenaline. So uh, it's going to be fun. All right, before I let you go, t- tell me where the watch party is on Monday, and I think you've been doing a lot of those, and I've seen there's these little... Uh, these animated comic strips with you and uh, Gizmo, uh, you know, telling some stories and, and, and being positive about the team. So tell me about all that stuff. Well, the average Joe's uh, on baseline in Sherwood Park. That's where the watch party is on Monday. So come on down and join us and you can win some prizes. Uh, we hand out cards with players' names on them. If your player makes a big play, you might win a prize. Uh, some good ones, they give away a fridge, a mini fridge, every, uh, every one of those uh watch parties it's pretty nice i was kind of eyeing it up open wishing that i could win it but i'm not eligible to win it so <laughs> uh and as far as the comic strip goes i'm gizmo's sidekick and you know nobody you know came to see games because i was playing and them they were coming to watch gizmo so i just uh you know made sure that had gizmo had enough room to run around out there and you know and i got to hang out in the sidekick lounge afterwards where they don't really serve any hors d'oeuvres and uh i just kind of hung out with the other sidekicks and on card tables and you know wickety chairs that broke sometimes when you lean back in them but uh thankless job but blocking for the the legend is you know is um Rewarded, reward enough, I guess. So, getting to be Gizmo's sidekick is uh, is pretty cool. Not not a lot of people can say that, you know. I guess right I'm Edmonton Robin. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, it's not a bad guy to be a sidekick too. Okay, Jed. Well, as always, uh, this was super fun. I, I always enjoy your perspective on the team and uh, the stories from your playing career. You just keep you keep topping yourself every time you come on. So I look forward to what you have in store next time. All right. Well, please call me back, and I'll, I'd love to come back on. I love this show. Right on. Thank you so much, Jed. Take care. Have a good one. That is uh, one of the good ones. That is one of the good ones. The uh, Elks, the double E all-time leader in special teams tackle and still very uh, special teams tackle, still very passionate about the team. Jed Roberts checking in tonight. Of course, uh, I'm pleased if you want to check in, 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by Certain Teed, the pro's choice for 
roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling system certaintyed pro all the way. Blue Jays now leading the Cubs 4-2. That's in the seventh. Back in a couple of minutes. with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. What a blast to have Jed Roberts on the show. So that was a premeditated shoe toss with Marvin Coleman. That was bad. It was not on Labor Day, but it was a game in Calgary in 1997. Ah. So Coleman's shoe came off on a previous kick return and Jed thought if that stupid shoe comes off again and I get my hands on it, I'm going to throw it. He uh, did it. Coleman got mad at him, mad at him but uh, nothing else really happened. And they, uh, <laughs> they went from there. Uh, Kellen? Yeah, and, and, well, Jed said in his interview there that nobody had or nobody went to to uh, Commonwealth to watch him play. After he did the read-in week visit at my elementary school back in the day, I went to go see him play. So I was a Jed Roberts fan just because he read to our well, grade four, and grade I've, five. I, I've, so. I've mentioned this several times uh, when my dad was the principal at Grand Trunk in Evansburg. Uh, Jed visited the school, and uh, Jed became one of my dad's favorite players. Yeah, there we go. An yeah. Excellent representative, very well spoken as as you've heard on the show mm-hmm. so, for sure clarification time we got a couple of we got a text clarifying something from last night and a text clarifying something that was asked earlier in the evening tonight so from last night Roadhammer texts in and says correction from yesterday it's called the pink shack on the corner of 124 from 107 not the pink house oh the ice cream place okay so the pink shack mm-hmm. okay so, so yeah it's across from northern chicken there yes exactly okay and, and Brandon from Woods, Windsor uh, texted in, and I have his full text here in front, so maybe this makes a little bit more sense now. He says, can you please explain the whole situation around the Oilers trying to acquire Klingberg, Barry, and a pick to Montreal to eat salary? This screams Holland Jr.'s way of progressive thinking. Very encouraging. Moving forward, if this report is correct, this is the type of thinking needed to land Patrick Kane. Love the show. Okay. Yes, I have also heard that. I, uh, I I don't know if it's 100% correct, but yes, I have heard that as it, it, uh, something that was looked. It, it, did Friedman report on that too? I can't remember. Um, but yes, that Klingberg would sign with Montreal. They would trade him to the Oilers for those players that were listed and retain some salary, so Edmonton could fit him under the cap. Brandon, I would also love to know uh, your connection to Edmonton. To listen to Inside Sports on a uh, weekday evening in Windsor, Ontario. I'm flattered that you're tuning in. I'm always curious why. So if you want to write that back or give me a call, tell me that story as well. Talk a little golf with Murray McCourt next. <laughs> 